Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. I want to thank you for joining us today. We're continuing our examination of St. Paul's epistle to the Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, an incredibly important book of the Bible and particular chapter of the Bible. If you want to understand biblical prophecy, this is where to go. And what we're going to be looking at today is the restrainer mentioned in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And believe it or not, we're going to devote three broadcasts to this topic. This is a critical topic, and it will open up for you not only 2 Thessalonians and what St. Paul is talking about, but things like the prophet Daniel and what's described in Revelation chapter 20. So this is, so to speak, the key for a lot of major understandings of what happens towards the end. But we're going to talk about the restrainer today. What is the restrainer? Well, it seems that God, since the first coming of Christ, put a lid, so to speak, on satanic and demonic activity. But it's only in one particular aspect. It's not like there's no demonic activity or no satanic activity in the world since the time of Christ, because somebody would be insane to think that. But particularly, the ability of the evil one to deceive the nations, to keep them in darkness. That's why we have the Feast of the Epiphany. Those who dwelt in darkness have seen a great light, and the light of Christ penetrated the darkness of the pagan nations. And the reason is that power to deceive was restrained. And towards the very end of time, the restrainer is removed. That's what 2 Thessalonians 2 is talking about. Let's read that chapter, chapter 2, starting in verse 3. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come, that day being the day of the Lord, the second coming, unless the rebellion or apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of perdition. In other words, the day of the Lord, the second coming of Christ, will not come unless there's a worldwide apostasy. And the Antichrist, the man of lawlessness, is revealed. Now, here's the bad news. <laughs> in the next verse, St. Paul says, Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you this? And you know what is restraining him now. Yeah, but interpreters haven't known for 2,000 years. You see, St. Paul taught the Thessalonians what was going on in regards to the restrainer. And in 2 Thessalonians 2, he says the restrainer will be removed so that this great apostasy at the end of time and the Antichrist can be revealed. And he says, don't you remember? I told you all this stuff. Yeah, but we weren't there. And so this is one of those things that cause interpreters to scratch their head, literally for century after century. And the interesting thing about this is that it obviously was so memorable. 
It was obviously so simple to understand. It was obviously something that would stick in their minds that Paul didn't even need to repeat it. Now, I repeat things on the broadcast that I'm trying to teach, particularly if it's a new concept, because I realize you don't get it. But there are certain things you hear that will trigger something in your mind. If I say 9-11, there's all kinds of things that come up in your mind, right? And I don't need to go on and on and on about 9-11 because it's something we know. Or if you're old enough to remember the assassination of President Kennedy, all kinds of associations come up. You don't need to really dig into, don't you remember this, right? This is what St. Paul was saying relating to the restrainer. There has been countless guesses through church history of exactly who the restrainer is. And I'm just going to mention two. There, you can you know, this is one time you can go to the internet if you want to see a long list of false interpretations. But uh, one very popular one uh, was the Roman Empire. Now, if you were living in the days of St. Paul and the days of the early Thessalonians, you could say, well, okay, that's kind of holding things together. When the Roman Empire goes, the barbarians take over, it's the end of the world. But when the Roman Empire fell, the Antichrist didn't appear. Okay. The church continued to grow and expand to the nations of the world. So it really wasn't the Roman Empire, but it was a good early guess. You should know that the rapture at any moment type folks uh, will advocate it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is restraining evil in the world. And in their view, the church indwelt by the Holy Spirit is raptured out of the world before all tribulation, the rise of the Antichrist uh, occurs. So they claim it's the rapture that causes the restraint to be lifted because the Holy Spirit goes up out of the world with them. The only problem is we've seen from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, that's a blatant lie. Uh, Jesus and St. Paul were very clear that they're not going to take us out of hard times. We're going to go through hard times, just like Jesus, our leader, did. And that's exactly what the Catechism of the Catholic Church says. So, when Paul says in verse 6, and you know what is restraining him now, so that he may be revealed in his time. In other words, um, there's a restraint on evil. There's a restraint from keeping the world to revert back to paganism or something worse. There's a restraint to keep the Antichrist out. And then he says, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed. Now, for four decades of my life, being a student of biblical prophecy, I simply agreed with St. Augustine, who said, I frankly don't know who St. Paul is talking about, and it's probable that we can't know. And that was my opinion for decades. And in fact, when I'd see another guess of far as uh, what was restraining, I'd never heard or read anything that was truly satisfying in the sense that it would cause the puzzles of biblical prophecy to fit together well. Then I had a change of mind. I read a, an article by an evangelical scholar named Colin Nicole, and Dr. Nicole is a very thorough scholar. Um, there's a book entitled The Christ Comet, relating to the date of the birth of Christ. 
and anyone who wants to uh, assert or learn what the date of the birth of Christ is, I'm not saying that Dr. Nicole's book uh, is 100% accurate, The Christ Comet, but you're actually uninformed unless you read that book along with what other resources you have. I'd just like you to know that um, Dr. Beale, in reading his commentary on 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, he said, while writing this commentary, I came across this article, and basically saying he was very favorable to it. Uh, Dr. Beale has written a commentary on the book of Revelation exceeding 1,300 pages, and there was one time in my adult life that I have written a scholar, a biblical scholar, thanking them for a commentary on a particular book of the Bible, and that was Dr. Beale that I wrote for his commentary on Revelation. Excellent work, and he was greatly influenced by Colin Nicole. And I happened to hear on Al Cresta's program, Peter Williamson discussing a passage of Scripture with Al Cresta. Um, Peter, Dr. Peter Williamson is a professor at the Sacred Heart Major Seminary, and he's the author of a great commentary on Revelation, the Baker uh, Catholic Commentary Series. And Peter Williamson also uh, said that, you know, for years we couldn't know what this was. And then he said, I just came across this article. And this article, what it does, it just puts pieces together for you. And so I'm going to cut right to the chase here and tell you exactly what I believe is being referred to in 2 Thessalonians 2 as the restrainer. I believe it is St. Michael the Archangel, and I have lots of reasons for believing this. Today, we're just going to look at one, and that we're going to do that by looking right at the text. And here's the key. The key is connecting 2 Thessalonians 2 with Daniel 11, okay? Connecting 2 Thessalonians 2 with Daniel 11, and that's what we're going to do here. 2 Thessalonians 2 talks about the man of lawlessness is revealed, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3 to 4, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God. I'm going to repeat that. The Antichrist exalts himself against every so-called God, and then he takes his seat in the temple of God, therefore profaning the temple, proclaiming himself to be God, self-deifying, exalts himself. Okay, let's go to Daniel chapter 11, starting in verse 31. This is the section of Scripture that refers to the famous abomination of desolation, the ultimate idolatry, man claiming himself to be God. Daniel 11:31, forces from him shall appear and profane the temple, and they shall set up the abomination that makes desolate. And what does he do? Well, it says that after he gets into the temple, Daniel chapter 11 says the following, and I'll read. And the king shall do according to his will. He shall exalt and magnify himself above every god. Let's go back to 2 Thessalonians 2. He shall exalt and magnify himself above every god. Does this starting to sound familiar? He exalts himself against every so-called god. 
he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god. This is identical. If you want to play with the Greek and Hebrew, it even gets better. He shall exalt himself against every so-called God, proclaiming himself to be God, and takes his seat in the temple. Well, the abomination of desolation, it means just that. You have taken idolatry into the heart of the temple, and it says in Daniel, he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every so-called God. That's exactly what St. Paul is describing. Where does St. Paul get that? Why is it so easy to remember? Because it's St. Michael. How do we know it's St. Michael who restrains this from happening? Well, here's something to remember, and it's very simple. When Daniel wrote Daniel, there were not chapter divisions. There were simply paragraphs. And after Daniel chapter 11, we go to what is now chapter 12. But remember, this is just one flowing text. And what does that text say after it talks about this person exalting and magnifying himself, both in Daniel 11.36 and in 2 Thessalonians 2? At that time, Daniel 12.1, at that time, Michael, the great prince in charge of your people, shall arise. At that time, Michael shall arise. You see, it's very simple. Who is St. Paul referring to? Who is referring to the one exalting himself? St. Michael the Archangel, whom we'll investigate further in our next broadcast. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 33 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.